Hello, and welcome to Nonprofit Nation. I'm your host, Julia Campbell, and I'm going to sit down with nonprofit industry experts, fundraisers, marketers, and everyone in between to get real and discuss what it takes to build that movement that you've been dreaming of. I created the Nonprofit Nation podcast to share practical wisdom and strategies to help you confidently find your voice, definitively grow your audience, and effectively build your movement. If you're a nonprofit newbie or an experienced professional who's looking to get more visibility, reach more people, and create even more impact, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Nonprofit Nation. This is your host, Julia Campbell. And today I am here with Samin Pogoff of Whole Whale. Samin is a creative storyteller at heart and a data analyst by training. She helps mission-oriented businesses and organizations increase their impact through data-driven strategy. And since starting at Whole Whale, she's helped clients like NYC Health and Hospitals, Media Justice, Scratch Foundation, Mid-America Transplant, Compassion and Choices, Counseling in Schools, and the Lung Cancer Foundation of America, develop insight from their data and improve their digital strategy. And I think this is so interesting because before joining Whole Whale, Samin worked as a documentary film editor and a producer with works screening at the Tribeca Film Festival and on HBO, Vice News Tonight, BBC World Services, and the History Channel. That is really, really cool. So you're definitely a storyteller at heart. Welcome to Nonprofit Nation. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here and thank you for having me. Yeah. So we'll definitely, I want to talk about the documentaries, but I know you are a senior strategist at Whole Whale. So tell me a little bit about what you do, how you got started, and the work you do to help nonprofits. Absolutely. Well, Whole Whale is a B Corp digital agency um, that leverages data and tech to increase the impact of social impact organizations and for good companies. We provide analytics, content marketing, advertising services, as well as fundraising, email, and a whole bunch of other marketing uh, services. And what I do here is, as you said, I'm a senior strategist. I work with our wonderful clients to help them really get familiar and comfortable with data, define their goals, define what are the metrics that really matter to them that they should track. And that could include, you know, working on the reporting and drawing strategies from their data. So that's what I do here. And I very much like it over here because mostly our clients are really doing amazing work in the world. I think that's fantastic. I'm just such a fan of Whole Whale. I still use the Google Analytics dashboard that you created. (laughs) So I do, I still use it and I recommend it to all my clients. And I know there's a lot of resources and we'll talk about them in a little bit. But today I want to talk about the recently released nonprofit advertising benchmark study, because I definitely think that spending money investing in advertising is something that maybe is a little foreign to nonprofits, especially smaller organizations. They don't know how to go about it. So I'm interested to know more about sort of the reasoning behind conducting this study and how you went about it. 
I mean, it's exactly what you mentioned, that a lot of organizations, when they start thinking about advertising and their advertising budget, don't know where to start. They get overwhelmed. And our goal in the study is to give a better answer to some of their typical questions about their advertising budget, like whether they should spend at all or not, or how much they should spend. And the goal here is to really go beyond the cliche answer that it depends, go a bit um, deeper than that. Um, so what we did is that we partnered with Cause IQ, that I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with, the leading nonprofit data platform. And we conducted this research on data from over 7,000 US uh, nonprofits, 501c3 organizations to be specific. And um, we looked at a group of nonprofits that fit the revenue criteria of um, between 1 million to 10 million. The data that we looked at was from their Form 990s from 2018, 2019, filed in 2020, because as we know, 2020 was anything but a typical year. And we wanted to create a large enough sample size to answer questions about advertising size for nonprofits that rely on common funding methods. So this study represents a full population of nonprofits that fit the criteria that I just mentioned. We did remove some organizations like chapter organizations, childcare educational institutions, um, hospitals, and you know, organizations with no employees because those often have different revenue generating and operate, operating structures. That's fantastic. What I found interesting, well, also what I loved about the answer to the question, should organizations invest in advertising, was the answer 42 because <laughs> if you're a nerd, you know what that means. That's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Yes. And that is basically the answer to everything in the universe is number 42. Because Exactly. I loved that. I thought that was hilarious. And I have that question for you. Should organizations invest in advertising? What do you say to nonprofits that, that come to you and ask that question? And I get asked that question a lot. Yeah, and we do as well. And that's basically why we did this study. So when organizations are trying to figure out the answer, whether they should um, spend money on advertising or not, they often want to know whether other organizations that are like them in terms of the size, in terms of the mission, spend or not, right? So that's exactly what we looked at to see among the 7,107 organizations, what percentage of them do or do not spend. And the answer is that 60% have recorded advertising as an expense in their form 990s. And most of the organizations in that revenue range do have an advertising expense, and this number is growing. So if you, at the very least, want to start from a place of being, you know, competing with other um, organizations or matching the behavior of other organizations similar to yours, that is a good place to start. Exactly. And when we talk about advertising, what specifically do we do we mean? What it was covered in the benchmark study? This advertising, the budget line in Form 990 doesn't specify what form of advertising, but in our you know, interactions with our clients, we can really say that this breaks um, over all advertising channels from social media, obviously, to Google ads, to email marketing. All of that could fall under this category. And Organizations can, and I will share more insight on where this money could potentially go, but organizations can really think about their strategies and like think about the breakdown of this budget based on their own data, which is my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. I love that it's very 
based on data. And I know that a lot of my clients, they have this question as well. What do other organizations do? What do other nonprofits in my same cause area do in my same budget area? How much are they spending? How much are they posting? How much are they investing? So I think the second question is how much should a nonprofit spend on advertising? So in terms of how much they should spend, one way to approach the answer is, of course, to start with a sample budget that matches the current mean spend of other organizations that somewhat match yours. What we found in this study is that there is actually a simple ratio of ad spend to revenue that can determine the size of the spend. When you look at the ad spend of organizations that did record money being spent on advertising, you see that the median or the midpoint of advertising spend is actually around $12,000 or $1,000 per month. And the ratio of average ad spend to average revenue is at about 1.4%. The ratio of median ad spend to median revenue is 0.5%. Now, before we get lost in all these numbers that I'm throwing at you, I think as a rule of thumb, it is better to look at the simple ratio of median ad spend to median revenue, because if we have time, I will explain the distribution of the spend is not um, normal, is kind of follows more the 80-20 rule, which means there are a few large players in each field that spend much more, significantly more than other organizations. So median is a better representative of that. So that is a good benchmark to start with, just um, looking at that median spend and compare it to the median revenue and see where you fall. Okay. And for a nonprofit that might be looking at the study, they're convinced, maybe they they want to invest a little bit. Could you talk about which channels nonprofits are investing in and maybe maybe with your clients or maybe in terms of the benchmark study, which channels and, and platforms and methods tend to be the most effective? Yeah, that's a very good question. And really it comes down to each organization. But the trend that we're seeing is that organic reach on social media is declining. And that is intentional because social media platforms are primarily positioning themselves as advertising platforms, right? Exactly. It's very frustrating, but yes, it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. So Paid social advertising is something that we are seeing that has kind of an upward trend. The other thing that we love over here is the Google ad grant that I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with, but that is basically $10,000 of grant money Google gives to nonprofits that are eligible that can get nonprofits at least started with expanding their reach. And then of course, there is email marketing that is a permission marketing. It's much more valuable when it comes to sustaining your long-term relationships with your donor base, for example. And we see much higher conversion rates there as well. So just basically because I'm more interested, I'm very interested in social media. That's what I do. That's what I teach. Mm -hmm. Are nonprofits trending away from Facebook and Instagram ads and into maybe LinkedIn or YouTube or Google, or are they mostly staying focused on kind of the big major players? Nonprofits like any other organizations on social media, mostly social media that is owned by Facebook, are moving away from organic because like I said, the reach is quite limited 
And then really depending on what it is that they're trying to achieve. Uh, yes, often we see some move towards uh, LinkedIn because LinkedIn might give you, you know, capabilities to reach really specific targeted. If your services, for example, are in B2B, so it gives you a little bit of more freedom there. And email, email is getting big, especially with some of the privacy changes. Email is definitely one of the more reliable channels that you certainly can reach a higher potential audience and clientele. Do you see the changes in the recent iOS updates and privacy protections and data privacy trends? Do you see that affecting the efficacy of advertising in the future? Yeah, absolutely. And agencies like us have to, you know, kind of be very agile reacting to those changes constantly. And that is why always having some backup strategies like email or Google ads and stuff like that and breaking your budget into multiple channels and not putting all your eggs in one basket are some of the strategies that you can kind of find a workaround there. Absolutely. I always teach that. Do not put all your eggs in any basket, especially like you just said, the organic reach basket, because you can't control what the algorithm does. You can't control what social media sites are going to do on an, you also can't really control what Gmail does and Outlook does and email clients do, but you have a little bit more control over that kind of thing than you do the social media platforms. So something I found interesting, one of the findings I really found interesting was that the benchmark report found that arts organizations lead the pack in advertising and the lowest spenders, not necessarily surprisingly, are grant makers and giving services. So could you maybe talk about that? Talk about some of the more interesting findings in this report? Yeah, that is definitely very, very interesting. So we looked at these two codes that one is like NAICS code, the other one NTEE codes, but without getting too technical, basically they put organizations in larger categories based on their cause vertical, right? And what we found out is that when you look at these buckets, you see that performing art companies that include theater, dance, musical groups have a median spend of over $53,000. And a second group uh, in terms of the median spend is the promoters of performing arts and sports and similar events with the median spend of over $49,000. This is quite interesting. And um, when you look at the likelihood of these organizations spending money in advertising, you see that over 90% of them allocate dollars to advertising. And what this could mean for your listeners is that if you rely on an audience or promote organizations that rely on an audience, well, back in pre-COVID times, live audience and now semi-live um, audience, you may need to allocate for a higher than average advertising spend. And this becomes more pronounced when you look at the lower spend category, which, as you mentioned, is the grant making and giving services category. And their median ad spend is actually zero. And the percentage of organizations in this category that allocated money to advertising is much smaller. 75% of these organizations did allocate money to advertising much, much smaller than some other categories like we just saw. And these organizations are more education and advocacy focused um, than most of the nonprofits in other cause categories that we looked at. And 
they have a higher median event fundraising spend. Their uh, median event fundraising spend is about 127% higher than the overall median, which we could explain by saying grant, grant making organizations typically appeal to a, you know, higher range of donors while advertising might be useful for educating and advocating to the public. It's not always a useful strategy for your major donors. And then if you are, you know, reaching onto your major donors, you might want to think about one-on-one fundraising appeals or event fundraising, like I mentioned in general, to get you further with your money. So are most organizations using advertising for lead generation and donor acquisition? That is not something I can tell you based on the data that we looked at, but it is true based on what we've seen anecdotally with our clients. That is true. Yeah, that's what I see as well. So I think that's interesting about arts organizations. What trends have you seen in terms of political advocacy organizations? I know that has been a huge challenge for some of my clients, some of my course students getting flagged for political or cause-related content on Facebook and Instagram. Do you feel like that number has gone up or gone down? And, and what are some of the trends around political advocacy? To be perfectly honest with you, I do not have the answer to that, but I have seen examples of our clients um, dealing with challenges around things that could very easily get tagged as political, even when it comes to, let's say, COVID vaccination and stuff like that, which when you think about it, is really crazy. But yes, it is something that we have seen examples of it. I actually don't have the data on it. I think it's just interesting that it does seem to be something that a lot of organizations are struggling with because I even had a historical preservation society be flagged as a political organization. So it seems like almost everything is getting flagged these days. So how do you recommend that nonprofits just maybe just starting out or reading this report, how can they use these benchmarks to start creating their own advertising strategy? I would say start somewhere. Don't be afraid. Start somewhere. Start by, again, looking at that medium spend. And there are multiple ways of looking at this data. For example, we looked at size of the organizations. We looked at the age of organizations. And you might be surprised that actually one of the biggest factors in determining whether organizations end up spending money on advertising or not is the year that they were established. I thought that was so interesting. Isn't it? And one reason could be that even though they have reported having less revenue on average, um, these newer organizations might be more tech savvy and generally more comfortable with leveraging advertising. So we could draw the conclusion that this is the trend. This is that is that is going to continue to grow. And again, to go back to your original question about how organizations should approach it, well, the study itself is available on our website um, that I really invite your listeners to go check it out. It's on wholewell.com slash advertising. And then there's an, a dashboard attached to it where you can really go and customize the data that you're looking at and draw conclusions from there based on the criteria that matters to you the most, whether it's the cause vertical that you're looking at. It might be different for 
you know, a health organization versus an, an educational organization, a social advocacy organization. And then you can segment the data by the size and like number of employees, the size of its revenue and really you know, dig deeper into this data to really find comparable organizations and see where they are and benchmark your budget there and then keep tracking. Because a lot of times I feel like organizations, you know, kind of earmark some budget and they're like, well, we're good. We have this money. We have money in advertising, but they don't really track how these campaigns are working for them. Right. So really staying on top of your data, really making sure that you are tracking everything and then continuously optimizing, it will get you much further with the same amount of money. So just start somewhere. Don't be afraid. What are some of the metrics that nonprofits should be looking for when they're tracking their data? That is a fantastic question. So when you're looking at metrics in the for-profit section is much easier, right? So you want to basically increase revenue, increase profit. But when you're looking at nonprofits, it becomes much trickier because it's really hard to translate a metric that matters to one organization to another one. Some organizations might be in the educational and advocacy space. Those organizations might want to keep an eye on their reach and how their users, for example, are engaging with their resources and stuff like that. Whereas some other organizations that might have donation goals might want to look into their revenue because at the end of the day, that might be what you want to report back to your board. So really customizing those metrics is important for nonprofits, particularly because there are industry standards are not as standard as it might be in the, in the for-profit section. Exactly. I find that too. So choosing metrics based on your goals, based on what you're trying to achieve. And I always recommend when my clients are starting out with advertising, I like to, I just really like them to track it to a specific goal. So not to just sort of boost a post for $50 and then say, oh, 5,000 people saw this. Okay. Well, what did that get you? Did that actually help you move the needle on some kind of goal, something that you're trying to achieve, some kind of organizational objective for the year? So really thinking more strategically about where you're putting your advertising dollars. So that gets me to my next question. What do nonprofits often get wrong when they're starting out with advertising? I think they get it wrong by not getting started. Because as we're looking at this data, we see that, again, 60% of organizations are spending and this trend is going up. I can actually kind of tell you the, the stats about, you know, the increases projected to go up by 100% um, between 2019 and 2024. So in this five-year period, digital ad spend in the, U- in the States only will grow from 132.46% billion dollars to 278.53 billion dollars. So just looking at those numbers, you see that it is a space where more and more people are spending money in and you just simply cannot afford to be part of this game. Those days that nonprofits didn't have to worry about advertising, unfortunately, or I don't know, fortunately, the way you look at it are behind us. So it is really important to really get in there and no benchmark is as significant 
as informative for you than your own organizational benchmark. When you start somewhere and when you track, you see where you are and then just set a benchmark, set a goal for yourself for the next year to improve from there. It's really as simple as that. Does a nonprofit really have to have like a full-time person to do this, do you think? That is actually a very good question and something that we looked into. It depends on the size of the organization. So organizations that um, have more than five employees spend significantly more on advertising, like the jump from five to like the next category, you know, it's quite significant. And that could suggest that, yes, you do need some, you know, in-house talent, in-house human resource to run advertising for you, but it's not exclusive. It's not really all or nothing. And, you know, you can get it done or you can seek out, you know, agencies that might be able to do that for you. Exactly. I think that nonprofits, like you said, they are just scared to even get started. Like what is the first step that you would take if you have not done any advertising before, or maybe you've done some and you haven't been as strategic? The first step I would recommend is to really set the goals, like you were saying, because how you spend your advertising money, which platform you put it on, the end goal that you're after is really different than some other organization that might on some level look very similar to you. You know, So you really have to be strategic about, is it the reach that I'm trying to expand? If it's conversion, what it is that I'm um, trying to get people to do? Do I want people to, you know, sign up for my newsletter? Is it that I want, you know, people to go sign such and such petition? So really finding your, what we call KPI, um, key performance indicators, and then tie those to basically like a funnel that, okay, if I want my users, if I want my audience to, you know, become more and more engaged and finally contribute to the cause that my organization is after, tying those metrics to different parts of your funnel is essential. And once those are clear, the rest becomes much more easy to figure out. Wonderful. So tell me where people can find the benchmark report, where they can find the dashboard. Sure. Yeah. So they can go to our website, www.howell.com slash advertising. And both the study and the dashboard are available there. My email address is samin at howell.com if they want to reach out to me directly um, with any further questions they might have. Great. So, and we will list all of this in the show notes and we will put Samin's LinkedIn address on there if you would like to connect with her on LinkedIn. Any last thoughts before we sign off? No, thank you so much for having me. This was really wonderful conversation and I'm really excited for your audience to hear about this. Um, This is just a place to start and I'm sure we can build on what we have already here. So they're very excited. Thanks again. Well, check out the free report, check out the dashboard, check out Whole Whale. They are fantastic, fabulous people. And I really appreciate you spending the time with me today, Samin. Thank you. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Well, hey there. I wanted to say thank you for tuning into my show and for listening all the way to the end. If you really enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and you'll get new episodes downloaded as soon as they come out. 
I would love if you left me a rating or a review because this tells other people that my podcast is worth listening to. And then me and my guests can reach even more earbuds and create even more impact. So that's pretty much it. I'll be back soon with a brand new episode. But until then, you can find me on Instagram at juliacampbell 77 Keep changing the world, you nonprofit unicorn. Thank you.